The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We carry on through our day as if everything is just fine. But for many of us, it's merely a mask covering up all the emotion simmering just under the surface. Welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership with Shamin Sadiq. In this program, you'll hear from others who face the same adversities in life as the rest of us. But these individuals have redirected their energies to creating extraordinary ideas and concepts. Find out what they are and what's behind the motive. Now, here is your host, Shamin Sadiq. Hello and welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm your host, Shamin Sadiq, and you're listening to me today on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. So, life is precious, and moments are to be savored. I say this uh, with a great deal of tenderness in my heart. Um, I've been noticing lately that tenderness seems to be what has been called for in most of my work with my clients, and it's also required in my work with myself. My 91-year-old grandmother is uh, lying in the hospital as I speak, and we don't know how much time she has left. She's um, she's quite ill. She's um, at the at the end of her journey, I believe, um, although she could surprise me. She's got a wonderful uh, will and spirit, uh, and it's it's making me reflect on just the preciousness and the um, fragility of life. As well, I've been... Uh, not speaking with you live uh, the last couple of weeks because I've been really, really busy. And I've been thinking about that as well. What is it about being busy that is so great um, and yet can be so costly? The topic for today is actually um, heartfelt offering. I want to talk about my heartfelt offering. What is Anjali Leadership, which is the company that I am the CEO of? What is Anjali Leadership and what is our intention for this year, 2015? I thought it was important to share this with you at this point because I've been talking a lot about um, power circles, work with kids, feeling uh, a pull to... Um, live a, a vision or create a vision where children feel safe, loved, and enough. And I've been thinking about what that means in the in the more business-oriented scheme of things. And I wanted to share with you a little bit about my company and the evolution of it and what we're up to today. So somehow all these threads, life is precious, um, being busy, and Anjali leadership are all going to come together, and I know it's going to be beautiful, and let's see how that happens. So, Anjali leadership. What does Anjali actually mean? It's uh, spelled A-N-J-A-L-I, and it is a Sanskrit word that means heartfelt offering. If For those of you who practice yoga, you'll be familiar with this term. It's the, the name of the mudra or hand position when you bring your palms together in front of your heart. And normally, um, when you're doing that, you might say namaste, which is really about honoring the divinity in the other person. 
That's what Anjali leadership is about as well. It's a heartfelt offering of mine to honor the divinity in each person for the sake of joy, success, business performance, happiness, resilience, satisfaction. It's for the sake of all of those things. And it is the way that I work. The way that I've been working these past few years has been to really honor the the divinity, the beautiful gifts that each person has to bring and help them to bring them even more into whatever realm of work they are engaged in, be it corporate work, be it um, whatever industry they are in, and as well uh, on the personal and community front. So... I've built a pretty successful business out of this, and I've been largely a solopreneur. And I've been fortunate to associate myself with others um, and firms who are also engaged in this kind of work, and it's made for a very busy time. What I noticed towards the end of the year, uh, 2014, is that I was pretty burnt out. I was pretty used up by the time we got to the last Uh, eight weeks or so of the year. And I was so tired that I actually had to sleep for about four days before Christmas in order to feel like I could actually be social and be engaged in all of the holiday activities that were happening in my life. And it was a bit scary to be that way. The funny thing is, I'm sure I've told you about this on on a show earlier this year, And then I listened to a show that I did back in May last year and heard myself saying essentially the same thing. So at the risk of being a broken record, I'll say it again. It's not cool to use yourself up for the sake of your purpose. It's not cool to be so exhausted that you can't enjoy your life and your family. And I'm saying that to you, but I'm saying it to myself too. And it continues to be something that I pay attention to. I feel like it's a a life lesson for me to learn, and yet uh, it's a really hard one because I keep doing it over and over again. So what is it that I'm doing that makes this the case, that leads me into being exhausted or feeling used up uh, in the pursuit of things that I'm most passionate about? Well, I recognize that I have some old beliefs. I have some stories that I tend to tell myself that are not that useful, But I was unaware that I was telling myself this story. So one that I've identified just basically in the last few weeks is that I believe, this is an old belief that I'm working my way out of, but I believe that nobody is as capable as I am. And with a belief like that, it's really hard to say no to anything. So when the work comes, when the offers come and people are asking, can you coach me? Can you come and work with my leadership team? Uh, And and get involved in this project and that project is very hard for me to say no because my belief is nobody is as capable as I am and if they're asking me I better go do it. It's been a useful business strategy to say yes to everything. It's helped me build great reputation, a wonderful brand and I've known for the work that I do and the quality of the outcome of that work. But the cost to me was becoming too high or has become too high. I get overwhelmed and then I get exhausted because now I'm trying to do it all and it's tiring. And when I get more tired and a new project comes along, it's hard for me to say 
no, but at the same time, it's hard for me to say yes because I feel even more overwhelmed. How am I going to take on that big project if I have to do it all myself? And this really keeps me limited. It keeps me limited in a number of ways. It keeps me exhausted because I'm just taking on all the work and doing it myself, and there are only so many hours in the day. And it keeps me limited because when the big projects come or the big opportunities come, I have to turn them down or I have to um, fend them off somehow because I know in my heart of hearts I could not deliver that by myself. So I had a revelation, and the revelation was I should build a team. I should build a team of capable leadership consultants and executive coaches, and instead of doing all the delivery of the work myself, I could actually ask them to do it on my behalf. And as simple and straightforward as that sounds, I am telling you, it was a complete and utter revelation to me when I came to it happened just before the end of the year when somebody asked me to take on one more client, just one more client, 90 minutes, talk to this person for 90 minutes, and I realized I cannot do this. And I said, I cannot do it now. I can do it later in the new year, or I can have a member of my team do it. And the person said, sure, a member of your team is fine, which, again, was like, wow, you mean I'm not the only one who can do this? So it was great to have my belief that nobody is as capable as I am, that I'm the only one. It was great to have that uh, refuted in some way. When this person said, sure, I'll take a, a member of your team. I don't mind. We'll work with that person. I realized, ah, that's not true that I'm the only one. There are other people here who can do this work. So I'm laughing at myself as I share this story with you. But it is part of the evolution of Anjali Leadership. And I want to spend a few minutes now telling you a little bit more about who we are, um, how do we help, who do we help, and, and why. <laughs> why do we help? So Anjali Leadership is a company that I began in 2005, and it arose out of what was largely an accidental career. I was in the public service in Ontario, in the province where I live. And I had followed my boss up the ladder, the corporate ladder there. Uh, along the way, I saw many people who were demoralized, uh, felt like they were spinning their wheels, never seeing projects come to fruition, uh, always at the mercy of the change in the winds that come with um, working within a political and governmental system. And I wondered how, what could help, what could make this better? But while I was there, I didn't see any answers. I didn't see any, any answers to that question. What would make this better? What would make it more satisfying for people? I had no idea. So I toiled away, and I followed my boss, and we climbed the ladder together. And eventually, I came to the point where I, I had had one child and um, was between child number one and child number two. And I was asking myself, where is the joy in my daily life at work? This this baby in my life brings me so much joy, and yet there's no joy at work. And it was my search for joy at work that led me into leadership development and coaching. I was fortunate to have a coach uh, at that time. I had taken a coaching course, actually, in the government that was paid for by my employer. And the leader of that, of that workshop, of that training, said to me, you know, you'd be really good at this work. You should consider doing this. And I said, oh, no, no, I can't do that. 
I, my employer won't support me. They won't pay for it. And I couldn't possibly. And she said, well, you could do it yourself. You could pay for it yourself. And I said, oh, no, no, I can't do that. So those words stayed with me. And about a year afterwards, I revisited those, that conversation and actually reached out to her for another conversation. And it led me into, into taking some coaching training and ultimately leaving my government position and starting Anjali Leadership. So it began out of a desire for something better, for, some, for people to feel more satisfied at work, to feel like the hours that they're spending doing uh, their performing work that pays for their livelihood be something enjoyable to them. Since I was looking for joy, I thought maybe joy was something that other people should, should have too. And that's how I began. What I quickly learned is that um, that is true, <laughs> that uh, we all deserve to have joy at work and at home and in our lives. And the pursuit of um, helping others look for joy invited me into my own exploration of looking for joy. I started off small. I started actually with nutrition coaching. I have a nutrition background as well. And so I I ended up working with people who were um, part of a community center program called a community kitchen. I did some nutrition coaching there. It didn't pay very well, but it was very satisfying to help uh, people who were um, uh, lower income people who didn't really know how to feed themselves properly. So I did a lot of coaching and I did some nutritional counseling with them. But then I realized that I was really in this to work with with businesses, with organizations. That was my experience, was in organizations, and I wanted to begin to work in that realm again. So very quickly found myself with my first big client, uh, and it was a government organization, surprise, surprise, <laughs> where I helped a project team, a colleague and I helped a project team to become more effective. All of those experiences led me into more and more work with organizations, with leadership teams in particular. And leaders of organizations are who we primarily work with at Anjali Leadership. So just th thought I'd share that background with you in case it's interesting how I came into this. It wasn't really an intention I'd set at the outset, but it is where life led me. And I feel very blessed now to say that I have worked with so many organizations, I can't even count them. Somebody asked me for a list the other day, and the list was pretty long. I've had the opportunity to work with leaders uh, individually and as a collective over a period of time, usually not less than a year, and in some cases up to three years, where we really partner for the sake of their effectiveness. And so our frame at Anjali Leadership is how can we help you to be more effective? How can we help you to see ways in which you get in your own way and prevent yourself from creating the very thing that you want to create? And I used my story at the beginning of this conversation with you to illustrate that. We all have beliefs, stories, and assumptions that we tell ourselves about ourselves, about other people, and about how the world works that get in our way. My example was nobody is as capable as I am. It's all up to me. That is a limiting story that I was telling myself, and it was limiting me because it was making me exhausted. And if I'm exhausted, I can't work. Then I have to take lots of time off and rest. 
and uh, eventually I'll be so unhealthy that I can't work at all. So it doesn't help me serve my purpose. The other thing it was doing was it was helping me, it was not helping me, but it was making me stay small. It was preventing me from taking on larger projects because I believed I'd have to deliver them all by myself. So just like I have those limiting beliefs, so do you. I know we all have them. (laughs) It's normal. There's nothing bad or wrong about it. But our goal is to help you uncover what those are so that you can create what really matters. Whatever it is that really matters to you in your business, in your community, in your school, in your life, that's the frame that I'm coming from. What is the thing that you want to create that matters so much to you that you do anything to bring it into being? Let's get clear about that first and then let's talk about what the story is that you're telling yourself in this moment that either supports you in moving towards that goal or doesn't or totally gets in your way. Why? Why is this important? Because if you want to create something, something that matters, some sort of performance, some sort of business outcome, this will be the most effective way that I know to get there. And so we've been powerfully helping people I've been powerfully helping people in that way since 2005, and now my team and I are here to serve you in that way. We need to take a short break, but when we come back, let me delve into a little bit more about our philosophy, about growing up gifts, and about some of the upcoming events that we have for you. We'll be right back. This is Stories from the Heart of Leadership, and I'm your host, Shamin Sadiq. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Experiencing loss or grief can be devastating. At some point, Our soul compels us to embrace and embark on the journey to healing. But how do we begin? How do we move forward? Tune in to A Light for the Soul that Weeps with host Dayton Ann Williams. This program serves as your light, your forum, your passageway. Although healing is an inward journey, you are not alone. We can walk the path together. Join us every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. 
Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to stories from the heart of leadership. If you have a question or comment, or just want to find out more about our program, please send Shamin an email. Her email address is shamin at anjaliadership.com. That's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N at A-N-J-A-L-I leadership.com. Now, back to stories from the heart of leadership. Welcome back to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm your host, Shamin Sadik, and the topic today is Heartfelt Offering, Anjali Leadership 2015. I always feel a little bit embarrassed to talk about my own work on the show. I feel like I should really be talking about other people's work, but I'm I'm facing that fear and, and jumping in wholeheartedly today to share more with you about who Anjali Leadership is and how we can help. So... I am proud to say that I have assembled a team that uh, consists of a very small team at this moment of local practitioners here in Toronto, but we can serve you anywhere in the world, really, uh, anywhere that the need is. I've assembled people who I know I can trust. Part of the the downside of uh, having a belief that I'm the only one or I'm the best or I'm the only one who's capable, as I was talking about earlier, the downside is it can keep me small, it can keep me limited, it can keep me overwhelmed and tired. But the upside of it is that I'm very picky about who I will partner with. I don't want to partner with just anyone. And so I've assembled a team of very trusted colleagues who I believe are the best in this business, the very, very best. I'm going to introduce you to them over the coming weeks. And so I I won't say too much more about them. We've just begun to call ourselves a team. And the name of our team is Team Anjali, uh, which I just love. We've just begun to to gather as a team and begin the process of talking about who we are together. But that doesn't stop us from beginning to work with you. So what I want you to know is that I've handpicked my my team members and everyone who would be of service to any Anjali clients is going to be someone who has uh, met a rigorous high bar. I guess, my high bar, my high standard for quality in this field. Here's what I'm noticing. There are a lot of people in my field, the field of executive coaching or the field of just coaching in general, who believe that the best way to work with clients is to hammer hammer them over the head with things until they get it. That is so not the way that we operate here. We are more interested in what I call growing up gifts, growing up your leadership gifts. So I thought it would be worthwhile to spend a little bit of time talking about this philosophy with you today so that you know what you're getting into if you decide to reach out and have a conversation with me. Now, before I jump into that, perhaps I should tell you how to do that. You can reach me at AnjaliLeadership.com. That's my website address. And you can email me at shameen, S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N, at anjaliadership.com. So go to the site, read a little bit more about, about who we are and what we're up to, and, the, and send me an email. And let's get started. We can have a conversation about how we can serve you. So let me give you a typical scenario. 
uh, there's an organization that is stalling, not really getting any further in their results or performance than they did last year. They feel like there's a bit of stagnation. Uh, things are more difficult than they used to be, and the same results are still maybe being achieved, but not n- the cost is high. People may be exhausted or tired or demoralized or burnt out. Uh, there are many, many scenarios, but ultimately your your results are not what you think they should be given the amount of effort that you're putting in. So we come along and we begin the process of working with you. Our frame is threefold. The first part of the frame is uh, how effective are you? How effective is your leadership? Are you more effective this year than you were last year? Has your uh, Are you creating the results that you want to create and how much effort and ease or ease is there in the way that you do that? That's the first thing we're going to do is say, how can we help you to be more effective? The second frame that we're going to use is that of creative tension. And I've already referred to that many times in in this show once already and in other shows as well. But here's a little recap. Creative tension is about creating something that matters. So what is it that you're trying to create? What is the outcome or business performance or vision that you are trying to bring into reality? Now, I'm not talking about the words on the wall in the boardroom that everybody could spout off at a moment's notice but nobody understands what they mean. I'm talking about the real purpose. Why are you there? Why have you come together in your organization or whatever context? What is it that you're trying to create together and for the sake of what? The other side of creative tension is uh, knowing what you've got right now. What are the stories that you're telling yourself today and how are they helping you in moving towards your vision? If they are not, what stories would help instead? So there's a fair amount of inner work that's happening on this front. At the same time, there's a lot of great stuff out there. There's a lot of great how to, what to do, the top 10 things you can do to be a better X, Y, or Z. Those types of behavioral changes, we are in favor of all of them. That's all really good stuff. The problem is if you haven't looked at your storyline, what are you telling yourself about the situation? If you haven't done that sort of inner exploration, all that good stuff that's available out there isn't going to stick. Have you ever been to a workshop where you were sitting for three days listening to someone talk and engaging in some new material and you left feeling like, oh, wow, my whole life is going to be different because of these three days. And then find yourself two weeks later back to the old ways, wondering why it didn't stick. It didn't stick because all they gave you was the what to do. All they gave you was the top 10 things. And those things can be pretty powerful. The problem is when your inner self can't keep up with the new changes out there that you're trying to implement, uh, they don't actually stick. So I sometimes talk about it this way. I talk about them in terms of old stories and new stories, but I also talk about it like this. Imagine that you're trying to load new software 
that was designed for Windows, let's say, but your operating system is DOS. Now, some of you may be too young to remember what DOS is, but uh, ask someone older, maybe they can tell you. <laughs> DOS is a, an older operating system, and when Windows came along, there was new software that would run on Windows, the Windows operating system. So uh, we need to upgrade. We needed to upgrade our computers from DOS to Windows. We needed to get an upgraded operating system so that we could load the new software. That's kind of the same thing that we do when we work with you, we from Anjali Leadership. We want to help you upgrade your inner operating system, up, upgrade the software of your inner, um, inner self so that you can take all of those new behaviors and actually adopt them and actually implement them and actually use them for the good that they were designed for. The third frame is the frame of gifts. And I like to think about us leaders and us human beings as being people who have gifts to offer. So this might sound a little bit um, ambiguous uh, and flighty, but it's actually quite grounded because I believe that we all have access to a number of gifts and the primary ones or the way in which I think about them are to call them heart, willpower, and intellect. And we can use those gifts of heart, willpower, and intellect in a very unuseful way. When I talked to you earlier about believing that I'm the only one that's capable, that, that is a very unuseful way to use my gift of willpower. Um, it sure helped me when I was crafting or honing my craft. It helped me to learn and get better at uh, my, my work and coaching and leadership development and all the things that I'm involved in. But it comes to a point where it becomes a bit limiting. So I was using that gift of willpower that had served me really well. I was using it in a way that was starting to tire me out, starting to burn me out and use me up. The other gifts look like this when they're used not optimally. <laughs> the gift of intellect it, it looks like this. It's very critical. It's very harsh. When, when you come across a leader who's using their gift of intellect in a less than optimal way, you'll often experience a feeling of, of them putting you down, uh, that they're saying that you're wrong, you're stupid, you're not smart, you're not good enough. And uh, that gift of intellect, it's, it's a gift. It's a gift to be able to see how things will play out, to be able to understand the patterns and predict how things will flow. But it's not a gift when you begin to criticize and be sarcastic and contemptuous of the people around you. That's where that gift of intellect isn't so optimal. The other gift that we've talked about is the gift of heart. And the gift of heart looks like this when it's not so optimal. It's pleasing. It's belonging. It's going along to get along. It's uh, just watching to see which way the wind is blowing and aligning yourself with that, even though it's not what you really believe. Many times I've had organizations say to me, you know, we don't have any conflict here. We all get along really well. And I say, hmm, then why are the results not the way that you were hoping? Why have you not met your targets? Oh, well, you know, we, we, we never fight. We never have any arguments. We don't like conflict here. Well, maybe a little conflict would be actually useful for you. So likely they have a gift of heart that's primary in their organizational culture, but they're using it in a way that isn't really that helpful. What would be more helpful is to actually be able, be able to have the real conversations about the real things that are happening live and in the moment. 
often when people say we don't have any conflict here, uh, just go to the bar down the street from the office after work and listen to what they talk about there. No doubt there'd be a number of complaints, <laughs> disappointments, uh, perceived slights, and those are the conversations that we need to have together in person. So that gift of heart can really be less than useful when it means you avoid saying what's really on your mind. So our work is about growing those gifts up. And what I mean by that is taking them and transforming them into something more optimal. This is the other frame that I'm always working from is how can I help this organization, these leaders in this organization, transform their gifts of heart, intellect, and willpower into something that is more useful. And here's what it looks like when it's more useful. We've already talked a little bit about the gift of heart. When it's at its best, it's about mentoring and developing, and that requires giving people the news. It could be the bad news. It could be the news that, you know, your performance isn't up to snuff or the way that you handled that, it wasn't ideal. It's that kind of news. And being able to share with people with a great deal of compassion the truth or your truth as you see it in that moment is going to help you to use that gift of heart in a more optimal way. Also, in terms of uh, interpersonal intelligence, understanding how to work with people who are difficult, raising the conflict, because out of the diversity of ideas, we'll find something much better than we could have if we were engaged in the old groupthink of, oh, everything's fine here, we just get along really well. So that's some examples of what growing up that gift of heart looks like, but it's all about taking heart and making it about relationship and making it about self-awareness. Gift of intellect, when it grows up, it's about taking all that pattern recognition and discernment and using it for the sake of something that we all care about together. So instead of putting everyone down and telling them how dumb they are and pointing out where they've gone wrong, you actually use that gift of intellect to say, wow, we've created a bit of a mess here together. How are we going to make our way through? How will we resolve it together? So it's really about being able to say, ah, if I see something out there that I'm criticizing and not very happy about, maybe I had something to do with it. Maybe it has some reflection here in my own behavior or my own performance. And finally, gift of willpower, when it grows up, and this is the one I'm working on right now, it transforms from I've got to do it all and I've got to do it myself and I can't ask for help to what is the thing we're trying to achieve here together? Let me talk about that. Let me enroll the people who are working with me in a, in a vision of what is possible, what I think we could create here together. And let's see if they want to be in on that too, because every control freak has a passion for something. They wouldn't be that way if they didn't care. Nobody would push so hard for anything if they didn't care about it. It's just that when we're using that gift of will less than optimally, we're often just doing the tasks for the sake of getting them done. We've lost sight of the bigger picture. So if you know that that's your tendency, pause, take a minute, and ask yourself, what really matters here? What is the thing that I'm trying to create here? And start talking about that again. So those are some ways in which those gifts grow up. And what I know about those gifts, when they are offered in a more optimal way, effectiveness gets better, performance increases, uh, things become easier, and uh, different 
relationships unfold. I wrote something recently on this, and I just want to read it to you. Um, it is simple. When we engage each other in deeper conversations about what really matters, amazing things begin to happen. Posturing gives way to authenticity, defense melts into trust, and courage and compassion bloom from fear and passivity. Things begin to unfold with an unexpected gracefulness, even when our opinions con conflict and we can't figure out or agree on what to do next. I've seen this happen countless times. And indeed I have. I have seen this happen countless times. So if this is something that interests you, we should talk about how Team Anjali can, can support you in your journey to greater effectiveness. Time for another break. We'll be right back. This is Stories from the Heart of Leadership, and I'll talk to you in a moment. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. If you're looking for tips for personal success, look no further than DJ and the Bear, keeping you at the top of your game with your hosts, leadership and personal effectiveness consultant, Deetta Jones and Richard Dent, formerly of the champion Chicago Bears. Together as a husband and wife team, they've raised a family, owned two successful businesses, led major philanthropic initiatives through their foundation, and lived the ultimate lifestyle. Find out their secrets. Listen every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. If you have a question or comment, or just want to find out more about our program, please send Shamin an email. Her email address is shameen at anjaliLeadership.com. That's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N at A-N-J-A-L-I Leadership.com. Now, back to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Welcome back to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm your host, Shameen Sadiq, and our topic today is Heartfelt Offering, Anjali Leadership 2015. So, 
I mentioned at the beginning of the show that I've been really honored and privileged to associate myself along the way with people who are very like-minded, who care so much about the same things that I do, who know that there is a link between consciousness and leadership and effectiveness and business performance and know that it's going to be good for all of us if we continue to cultivate this journey from less effective to more effective, from uh, unconscious to conscious, from uh, reflect, uh, reactive to, to thoughtful. These are some of the, the journeys and the pathways that we all agree are going to be most helpful. So I wanted to share a little bit about, I've talked about the Leadership Circle many times uh, on the show, and they are uh, a big ally and partner of mine. I'm very, very proud to be associated with the Leadership Circle. And so one of the things that I do in addition to running Anjali Leadership and all the work that I've been doing with leaders through Anjali Leadership is I also teach coaches and consultants how to use the Leadership Circle profile. So I certify people in this assessment technology. There are three instruments that we have in this uh, suite of, of uh, instruments, and they're all based on the same model. So I wanted to let you know that I'm teaching some certifications uh, in 2015. I wanted to let you know where and when, because if you are a person who works in this field and you're interested in learning more about this, everything I've talked about so far, but also having an instrument to gather it all together, uh, you'll really love this. So I'm teaching April 15th to 17th in Toronto. I'm teaching June 10th to 12th in, in the DC area and September 30th to October 1st in Denver. So those are the public certifications that I'm teaching and you can go to theleadershipcircle.com to learn more about those. As well, we can do certifications on demand. So if you have an organization that employs coaching as part of your leadership development strategy, and you'd like to have your internal coaches certified in this suite of assessment instruments, then we can absolutely arrange that. <clears throat> All you need to do is go to the website. Again, it's theleadershipcircle.com. Use the Contact Us um, button to send an email to us and let them know that you'd like me to come and teach your coaches, certify your coaches. Not only will they get the license to use these three powerful assessment instruments, you will also get the exposure to much more depth in this model that I've really been talking about all along. This move from what we call reactive to creative, using those gifts, moving from using those gifts in a less than optimal way to a much more optimal way, as well as the, uh, all the frames and theories and models that underpin this powerful suite of assessments. So I think I've said enough about that. If you want to come, go check it out, sign up, and I'll see you there. There's something else that I want to tell you about the Leadership Circle, and that is something I'm very excited about. So if you happen to be in the Toronto area, part of the, the community here in Toronto, and we do have so many people here, I want you to know that the Leadership System Certification is coming to Toronto this year, 2015, April 21st to 23rd. Now, you might be asking, well, what is that? What If I'm already certified in the Leadership Circle, why would I care about this? Well, you would care about it because 
it's a um, it's a breakthrough tool and process that makes leadership a competitive advantage. It's really about uh, taking everything that we've learned about leadership and putting it into a system. So if you come to this certification, you'll be trained and certified to use the three elements of this system, the promise of leadership that powerfully introduces the leadership circle profile, builds the leadership imperative for ongoing development and sets the stage for a long-term systemic leadership development in the organization. The second piece you'll be trained in is leader to leader. It's a process that establishes an ongoing peer accountability and coaching cohort for sustaining ongoing development over time. And the third piece you'll be certified in is Pulse, which is a survey for gauging improvement on development goals set throughout the development cycle. So why would this be important? Well, many of us have over the years tried to figure out our own program or our own way of taking the learning forward after doing some sort of diagnostic or assessment. Here you have something that is already um, created, that is ready for you to use, that is exactly related to all the dimensions in the profile, the leadership circle profile, and gives you an entire system to implement into your client organization for the sake of their increased effectiveness and their business performance. So it's something very exciting. It's uh, it's just new. We've had this certification for about a year now, and we've been rolling it out uh, in the last year, and now we're happy this year to have it in Toronto. I know that many of you were at our free lunch and learn uh, back in November, and you asked for this. Well, here it is. Ask and you shall receive. And we made it happen, and it's going to be April 21st to 23rd. So this is called the Leadership System Certification, and... I want you to go to theleadershipcircle.com, look under training, and you'll find it there. It's also happening in other cities in North America. So if you don't live in Toronto, don't worry. You can go in and look for the closest location. But I wanted to say a special uh, – I wanted to say this specially for my colleagues and my Leadership Circle family here in Toronto because I know so many people were excited to have it locally, and so it is coming. So – uh, that said, um, this whole frame has really informed all of my work. And what I want you to know is if you find something, and it doesn't have to be the same thing that I've found, but if you find something that really resonates, take it and work with it with yourself. That's the other thing that makes Anjali leadership unique. Everything that we are offering to our clients every training, every ad bit of advice and guidance, even the coaching, um, reflects, <sighs> reflects our own stake in the game, our own skin in the game, I guess. Saying that more plainly, do the work with yourself and do it with your clients. We live by that here at Anjali Leadership. We're not going to stand and tell you something that isn't something that we practice too. Now, are we perfect at it all? No way. Absolutely not. Uh, we're all works in progress. We're all on the path. We're all engaged in the journey. And none of us are, are done yet. So uh, if you want someone who's picture perfect and never makes a mistake and can just stand there and tell you all the best things that you should do, we're probably not for you. But if you want to really engage in a real way in these conversations, these reflective conversations, and then conduct your own action-oriented experiments in between, 
we're the right people for you. We've got all the theory, we've got all the frameworks, we, and we know what the pathways are. We are happy to share and teach those to you. Uh, but the ultimate is, are you willing to engage in them yourself? Are you willing to do what it takes to really look at yourself and say, how might I move towards my vision with more ease, grace, and elegance? What might I need to change in order to do that? What might I need to let go of? What might I need to add? For some of you who are really more about getting things done and, you know, being focused on task, you're going to need to add some relationship. You're going to need to add some compassion, some um, human element to your to your way, your style. For those of you who are all about people and all about loving people and being kind and getting along, you're going to need to add some task. You're going to need to add a little bit of fire in your belly. So there may be things to add. There may be things to let go of. But if you're willing to engage in a deeper journey for the sake of sustainable results, and that's the key here, the results that you will get from engaging with us are much more sustainable in the long term. They might not happen as quickly as you would like <laughs> or as you would hope. But I remind you again, if you've ever had the experience of taking a training, thinking it was great, and then two weeks later forgetting all about it, that's that's not what we want for you. That's not what we that's not how we operate. So we generally work with organizations over a period of time. I don't love doing one-offs. I don't love coming in for two days or one day just to give you a good performance and for you to all feel really good and feel really inspired only to find yourselves deflated and, and demoralized two weeks later. That's not what I want for you. I mean, if that's all you want, there are plenty of people out there who can do that. What I want for you is to actually move towards the thing that you say that you want, to actually do what it takes to come together as a collective and create something wonderful together, to stand in the fire of what might be required in order to do that. For some teams that Anjali Leadership has worked with, they've had to spend two days airing out old concerns, old hurts, um, perceived slights, uh, wars that have taken place in organizations because of a look, a glance, something someone said, or something someone heard that someone else said. Sometimes it's these things that are actually inhibiting us and preventing us from moving forward. And we're willing to stand in that fire with you. We're willing to delve deeply into whatever we need to, to uncover the things that are holding you back in order to help you propel yourself towards what it is you say you want. We want your success as much as you do. And it really hurts to watch people spinning their wheels, running on the hamster wheel and getting the same results over and over again, the ones that you don't really want. A lot of our operating systems are oriented to creating more of what we don't want. We say we don't want something and we end up creating more of it. And if, if you're doing this, know two things. A, you're human, it's normal, and this happens to us all. And B, there's something else for you. There's something else that's available. And I've been talking about this for the entire show. I 
I hope that what I have shared with you has been so useful to you. I feel like I've been talking with myself about what we have to offer and um, always feels a bit vulnerable to talk that way. Uh, I think I have some limiting beliefs or some old beliefs that I shouldn't brag about what I'm good at or I shouldn't um, say out loud that, that what I have to offer is extraordinary. And I'm, I'm really done with limiting myself in that way too. I think that there's an abundance of need for more effectiveness, for a liberation from limiting patterns, for moving obstacles out of the way so we can move forward with more joy and more ease. These are all things that I believe wholeheartedly are possible and are deserved by all of us. And I suppose I started this business with that in mind too. The tagline for Anjali Leadership is Clarity, Courage, Connection. And it's interesting. I came up with that tagline way back at the beginning in 2005, and it hasn't let me down yet. Uh, It's all about getting clear. What do we want? It's all about courage. Are we willing to look at why we don't get what we want, how we get in our own way? Not how someone else gets in our way. Not how we're a victim and we can't have it ourselves, but actually, what am I doing that stops me from having what I want? And connection. Can we come into community with each other? Can we come into relationship with each other in a more real way uh, so that we're bringing more of our gifts and ourselves to work or to whatever endeavor we're in together? That's really what I want for us is to be able to do those three things. And so the tagline hasn't let me down. It's become a bit of a motto for me. And I'm really, really honored to say that I've created a business out of this, a life out of this. Uh, those of you who have worked with me, I think you would agree it's been it's been really powerful and it's made a big difference. And I want you to consider whether it's time to re-engage. Is it time to start, um, start, maybe you're in a new role, maybe you're in a new position in a new organization. Maybe now is the time for us to have another conversation. I no longer will have to put you off <laughs> or, or leave you by the wayside because I do have a team to draw upon. And I can assure you that they are the best in the business and we are delighted and excited about moving forward with you together to help you become as effective as you can, more effective than you were before, and to create sustainable business performance that you want to create, whatever that is, whether it's business, whether it's in your community, whether it's at home, this is what we're here to help with. So I think I've, I've said enough, and I'm happy that you took the time to listen. Again, if you want to reach me, Shamin, S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N, at Anjali Leadership. I look forward to talking with you and to working with you and to being with you as we journey forward together. I wish you well, and I will talk to you next week on Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Thanks so much. Take care. Thank you so much for joining us today for Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Shamin Sadek will be back next Monday with another extraordinary guest at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope you'll come back as well. Have a terrific week. And remember, you are not alone.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.